how's everybody doing? Glad to be here. And I've been, yeah, mm -hmm. walking around here. Is he here? Yeah. Um, boy, it's, it's big. It's so big. And you said it would be big. And I knew that it would be big. But I didn't know that it would be big. Not yeah. way that big. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just first, I just, he gave us so much. Just, oh my gosh. I mean, Actually, Sequoia was talking about when he was first here, and I'd forgotten it. She was talking about, well, I'll let her talk about it, but that they were kind of trained at the same time. <laughs> he used to just yank on the leash, you know, chasing things, and not because he was going after things, but because he wanted to be with everything, you know. And I'd just forgotten what a transformation he had gone through. Did you forget that... The basically screaming all the time. And then not that long ago, the licking. He was a transformed dude. He really was. And I mean, just, oh, just the, the images of them, just, you know, I mean, you remember when they were young, where they just would get each other going. Um, but even now, just every now and then, be going along, usually Sadie, and it would be usually right around when they're starting to get hungry, so she's excited she's going to eat, she would just kind of like pump into him, <laughs> you know, and like put her head over his head. I and mean, it was just kind of this like, I just had the, the projection that he was like, yeah, okay, you know, just kind of putting up with it, it's fine. But just so, oh, he was so patient and so... Uh, always watching over her, just mm -hmm. always with her. You know, those, I, I see her walking on the porch now, and I just, oh, you know, he's not right, you know, right behind her coming up. And, um, but I think, I think the thing that, um, one of the things I've seen about it is I've seen so much about grief. Um, but I haven't had that many experiences of grief in my life. And one of the things that's interesting is how it just comes and goes. Wow. Mm -hmm. And how it took, I mean, I was um, on private retreat when it was happening, and so I had a lot of space, and I was very aware that there was not much emotion happening as he was, as it happened, and everything, and it was actually talking to you on the phone, where I started to describe the relief of when we got into the vet and they got the injection into him. And that was where I could feel how much I'd been holding, just kind of playing a role of getting through this and, you know, I woke up with him, him happening and bring, getting him up here and just all of that. And then as that began to let go and he was no longer having the seizure, just, wow, just the wave and the relief come in. But then that, how quickly it happened. That's one of the things I've been checking in, you know, on the recorder. It's just, it just feels like, how, how is he suddenly in the ground? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, he was just right here. Mm -hmm. Just not sick. Mm -hmm. Just completely himself, just 
here, right with us, just being Pache, and then next thing you know, we've got him in this blanket, and we're putting his body in the ground, and that was just, oh, I just kept that little nose and those ears, and I just kept just holding them, you know, just holding them, oh, and knowing that he wasn't there anymore, but just, oh, it was so hard to... Can't we just keep him with us? <laughs> Someone in back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but also, I also really appreciated the the privileged environment and the safety of just each person being able to express their grief, and that that was loud or soft or whatever it was, and that that was I had just felt completely safe to. To just have whatever I had going on. I mean, Connie's like the perfect person for that. I mean, she just came in. She obviously, I mean, you cared in the deepest part of her heart. She explained to us. She did it. She made a deep breath and she left. Mm. You know, I mean, the whole thing was just extraordinary. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I remember thinking with Debbie that that um, oh, if only I could have her back. And then there's the realization that, but not like that. Exactly. I want her back ten years ago. Yes. Not. Yeah. When you see him suffer like that, I think no, we wouldn't want him to go on another moment. Yeah. And then I'm sure it's been such, as you say, like, it's been such a practice. Oh, I've talked about it in a group the last even like a year and a half. These dogs are 14 and a half years old. Mm-hmm. He's a hundred pound German shepherd. I mean, we should have lost him two years ago. Easily. You know? Yeah. And that would have been a long life mm-hmm. for him. And he was completely healthy yeah. right up until the end. So, so it's one of those things where, well, it must be time. You know, it must be kind. And so I, I would talk about that practice of knowing that, and yet just being here, right here with them, right here with them. And and so, yeah, just that, at the end, just realizing, wow, here it is. Now, now we are here. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to be here. <laughs> but on some, but I guess just realizing how lucky we were. Yeah, also. I was talking with somebody today about her father, and he's way old. <coughs> in his 90s somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, uh, he's in and out of knowing where he is and what's going on. And, and uh, so they've just put him in a, an assisted living place, and he had some sort of episode. Mm-hmm. And the kids were all there, mm-hmm. and they had to uh, restrain him, tie him to mm-hmm. the bed. Mm-hmm. He's naked. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said it was just the most awful mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. to have to witness mm-hmm. somebody in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that if, if he'd had any of his faculties at all, he would have been so horrified that that was happening to him. Yeah. And uh, she was telling me how the the sibling who's in charge of his health care 
is one of these keep him alive no matter what. And one of the things I've been so grateful for with Pache is he's up walking around. Me too. And then in just a shockingly short period of time, he's gone. Yeah. And there's no, would we want to bring him back and try to keep him alive and try to, no. Yeah. Because there's yeah. this dignity. Exactly. That part was so easy. So clear, I guess mm-hmm. I could should say. So clear. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, well, we don't know how old I was. You know, right, know. we don't know. We hope it's as, uh, ah, as, uh, is clean a good word? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. With all of us. Yeah, yes, exactly. I mean, when Connie was there, I just thought, that this is illegal to do with a human. It's just the dumbest thing. So, it doesn't make any sense. Just because, I mean, oh, we were just right there with him, and he was ready. That guy, I, it was such a blessing that he had stopped having those seizures. And, um, oh, he was just... I was with him in the car. I sat in the back of the seat, and just he's just looking, just looking, mm-hmm. you know, just his little head. And then he was. We were all with him on the porch, and she gave him that, and he was completely, I mean, calm anyway, but alert. And she gave him that tranquilizer first, and so he just, you know, got really, really still, and. Um, Oh, I don't know, I forgot she, and she gave him the injection, and she just leaned over as she knew his heart was stopping, and she said, um, have a lovely journey, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I figure, that's what we talked about, I figure by now, he's rolling around on some mama puppy somewhere yeah. trying to make his way to the <laughs> food source and I had a good bunch of you know about six weeks calling the pound. Do you think puppies that were born around <laughs> 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 were twenty seven. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um <clears throat> so I'm the morning that I was informed that he was going to be put down and and uh, what I've been thinking about is when we got him. And, uh, you know, it's just, we were down in Los Angeles because of peace storming. And, uh, South Central Los Angeles. There's this big dog running around the street. And I think he checked to see whether, like, the pound had any information or anybody, and nobody did. And so, and so uh, he came back in the van with us. And, you know... He just sat quietly, he laid quietly between the two front seats with his paws crossed. <laughs> and, uh, and Dave would take him out and walk him. And, uh, and then I remember when he came back, he came here and, and he even turned, managed to turn the city into a vagabond, you know. I mean, he was all over the neighborhood. I, we'd be driving down the road and there'd be Pache and Sadie and he'd be car and And, and uh, he was just, and I thought, you know, here's this little street boy from, from Los Angeles and, and he's supposed to be confined and he doesn't, he doesn't go there, you know. And right. Just watching him change over the years and, um, and then, that was, the, the thing that really rose for me was, um, 
Now, when we had our dog, Wendy, she was sick for a long time. Mm-hmm. And when she went, she was ready to go. When we took her into the vet for that, she just laid down on the, on the, on the table and put her, her head in her paws and she was, she was ready. Mm-hmm. Which is so, it's a comfort to know they're ready like that. Mm-hmm. But she was sick for a long time, so I thought, you know, in a way, what more would you wish for someone mm-hmm. than to live a long life, mm-hmm. be really healthy, be surrounded by unconditional love, be cared for, have total security, have a best friend to have all your adventures with, and then die. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, what a wonderful life he got because we haven't known any name on the street. And God knows what would happen to him on the street. Oh, so yeah. I've thought about that so often. I don't think he would have made it through the afternoon. Yeah. And he, and he was such a beautiful dog. You know, you know, and, you know trying to trying to befriend him enough that he would stay, you know, and, what, and, and how the monks, different monks over time worked with him and worked with him and worked mm-hmm. with him. And, and uh, he was a very lucky fella. And then, but then brought so much, mm-hmm. you know, brought so much mm-hmm. here too. And, and I always felt so good about friendship with Sadie too, you know. Mm-hmm. They both had buddies. Yeah. And boy, there's nothing better than a best friend to share your adventures with. Yeah. So I, I feel really grateful. Yeah. Um, and also grateful, I had the same reaction of, so he's ready to go, let's help him. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and we need to be able to do that for people too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were talking about it on the, the call yesterday, I guess it was, that with their, you know, they're like two old people growing old together. And they always say that it's better for him to go first. Because... The she part of the partnership is going to focus her uh, better on her own than, than he would. And so we can be really glad for that, too, because as Jen said, you know, he would have just been completely lost without Sadie. Mm-hmm. But she'll, you know, she'll dot her along, I guess. <laughs> I know. She seems so young to me now. <laughs> Suddenly it's like, wow, she feels so... Yeah. yeah. And I remember, I was remembering too, when my mother died, um, she had made us all promise we would do nothing to keep her alive, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so she was, they discovered way late that she had um, pulmonary fibrosis, which is, cuts down the amount of oxygen available to you. So they, they put her on one of those oxygen little tubey things. And, and it was interesting because she had been kind of forgetful and vague, and all of a sudden she was mom again, you know, because she was getting oxygen. She was only getting 40% of the oxygen. But they, um, she was about 88. She was just shy of 88, and she, they said, uh, this is how, you don't want to take this off, because if you take this off, you'll die. And she said, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, when we were all there, and we, when, as we were leaving, the day I left, she said, okay, I'm taking it off. She was at home, and she had a nurse, and she said, and you keep your promise, which was we would let her go. And we did, and she died that day. We would never have wanted to keep her alive. Yeah. But never, never. Yeah. It would have been such a cruelty. Oh. And, and, and such a disrespect. For oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think someday, you know, we'll look back on this and as just barbaric. Yeah. There is a, there was a measure passed in California. Is it legal now? Well, oh, you have to have two doctors. Yeah, and, and you have to be, I think it's more like you have to be allowed to die. It might be that rather than assisted. I'm not sure. Mm. But anyway, and, and there's a big fight against it, of course. But I think it passes a ballot measure. 
Uh-huh. We should find out. Yeah. Yeah. So in what year was that piece for me? Mm-hmm. It was more than 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was 2006. Seven? It was probably 2007 because I came in 2008 and Pop Pop hadn't been here very long. It was before 2006. Before 2006? I did everything from 2006. It was before 2006. It might have been early in 2006. Wow. Because I know we had a, a full 12 years. So that had to be yeah, in the full 12 years. And of course, the vet thought he was four when two. Oh, thought he was yeah. two when he arrived. Because the, the reason I know that is when he got here and the vet assessed him, we were like, wow, he is baby of the same age. Uh-huh. Because she was two. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. That's. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there. Wow. Um, I think just, uh, I too was just struck with the incredible kindness of and respect uh, in his, his dead dying process. And uh, I did too. I walked away thinking. You like? I walked away thinking, my God, we can't, we can't afford people this kind of dignity because I too had a mother who died of uh, congestive heart failure and she suffered so oh I I can't that's what Tuffy died of I mean I can't even imagine just that for a human being how how cruel to make a person just struggle and drowning for days and years on end and and refuse them that kind of kindness you know so, did she want to go sooner? Do you know? I, I, I don't know. I wasn't around her a lot. Um, I know she just had so many episodes of I'm dying. You know, I mean, this went on for, you know, so but by the time she died, it was like, sure, Mom, okay, we, you know, she, <laughs> we've heard that before, you know. She, and, and, but that's, I mean, she, she must, she was just in panic. Oh, for years before oh, she died, yeah. because she felt like she was dying yeah. every minute. Yeah, but not. Yeah, so just anyway. barely staying alive. Just barely staying alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So anyway, yeah, and um, mm-hmm. and it was powerful, and um, I think that's the first time I've been with a being through the whole. I mean, so intimately through the whole process. Of, um, you know, just and the hardest part for me was just sitting with him when he, while he was having seizures, mm-hmm. and just um, you know, just giving it up. But there's just nothing to be done. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing I could do to, you know, the thing I, I to say, you know, to make him as comfortable as possible, mm-hmm. and to not know, you know. Um, yeah, to not know, not know what he really needed, you know, um, to just know. I was just, you know, last Thursday we were talking about Zen Cat, you know, having, you know, practicing being in the middle of things and and staying in that place of of center rather than being, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the surface. And so here, you know, it was kind of prophetic. Just, Couple of days later, here with this is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 
So just to practice, uh, practice in the midst of it, and, and you know, I just felt like, gosh, you know, well, this is the best thing you can do in any situation, to just be as centered as possible and sit there and say the daily recollection and just sit with him, you know, like seizing and seizing and seizing and just like, God. And, um, and there's such a, <laughs> there's just like a, a hole in the fabric of things. Mm-hmm. And that's how, the only way I can explain mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, there's this form, you know, it's still here in some way. And it's amazing how frequently Sadie can look like Pache. <laughs> you know, the next morning after he died, I got up and she was on the porch where he always was. And it was like, oh my God, he's back. You know, and no, and, you know, it's Sadie. And, um, um, so, you know, I just have a lot of gratitude for um, for being allowed to walk through that with him. Mm-hmm. And um, and, um, and also I just got to see, you know, conditioned mind in there through the whole thing. Like, you know, we just got to move this along, you know. Let's, you know, let's just... Let's just handle it, you know. Let's just get this. Let's just with. get this over with and move on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I just noted that that came up as soon as we drove it in, and you know, it's like, you know, I thought, well, she's just going to walk up to the car and administer this drug to Pache, you know. And I, it just, it was like there was just no allowing for that space of. Um, in conditioned mind for, for the space of saying goodbye and to just be with him and um, and and I took some time to say goodbye to him and it was just so amazing um, it was just it was really beautiful just you know I had no idea what I would say to Pache and but you know this this just came out and it just was so perfect you know, it was just all there, um, like waiting to be said. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> and um, you know, I did. Uh, I thought he had just arrived, and I arrived because he was in a state. So if he was in that state for two years before <laughs> I got here, it's like, oh my gosh! No. Oh. Oh, you think? Oh, I thought they got here at the same time. Well, I thought that's what you might have thought, but I don't. I think he'd been here because she said Meredith was not here when Sequoia got here. Not Meredith was. Remember, Meredith had that dog on her lap for like a year, just yeah. stroking his head, stroking his head, stroking his head. So I yeah, he was a mess. Yeah. He, he, he really he was certifiable because I got yeah. the, uh, my task assigned task often was to take him for walks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I must have done something really bad, you know. <laughs> and I don't know who was on the leash, me or him, you know. And, and I mean, leashes, he knew nothing about leashes, you know. And and uh, we'd take these beautiful walks, walks around the property down to the creek and da-da-da-da and on this leash, and, you know. And, and he was just... <laughs> 
he was just flying this way and that way and you know uh, you know my arm was going <laughs> you know I, I'm surprised it stayed in the socket because um, he is strong boy I mean, he was young strong guy, strong guy. I mean and, and I actually had a few scary moments I mean you know I thought he was going to take me <clears throat> you know off a gallop <laughs> Yeah. It's like water skiing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've you got to know when to let go. <laughs> really, really. Except here you ski through the poison oak, so we, yeah. And, um, and I just remembering that. And then the trips in the green van. I mean, Penny says she remembers him coming up from LA with him sitting there. But I remember many trips in the green van when he was growing up. Mm. You know, and that was just, you know, oh God. <laughs> It's not a good traveler. <laughs> he probably figured we were taking him back to Los <laughs> Angeles. <laughs> we had to pull over and clean up <laughs> and, uh, and continue on. Um, but, you know, <laughs> one of the things I had to thank him for was just, um, I, I thought he was kind of a clutch sometimes. And he was gorgeous, you know, but he was just that kind of, I don't know. He is kind of a doofus sometimes, you know, just kind of, um, maybe just because he was big, but just kind of lumbering around and knocking into stuff and, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, at the end of his life, I had to appreciate him for um, letting me know it was okay mm. to be like that. Mm-hmm. Be perfect and mm-hmm. <laughs> just be a doofus. <laughs> you can be a doofus and everybody just loves you for being a doofus. <laughs> you know? So, um, I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to think back, isn't it, to uh, when we first knew him and truly how transformed he was. Oh my gosh. He, he just became a completely different person. And it wasn't just age. Yeah. He yeah. really mm-hmm. transformed. Really. He really, um, yeah, talk about a trip, <laughs> a trip to center, you know. Mm-hmm. He was just the demonstration of... Uh, we can all do it. We can all do it, because he was, uh, I mean, talk about distractible. Uh, you know, he had a bad case. ADD. <laughs> a really bad case of ADD. And Not OCD. really ADHD, right? Because <laughs> I think about people trying to take him for a walk. <laughs> Come on. Lift up the back. Well, that was the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, there was the, you know, right, flying off at the end of the leash, and then there was like, I ain't going nowhere. I don't care what you say or what you do, or, you know. I'm sitting right here. Yeah. So, we the whole spectrum. Yeah, kind of the, the giving from, from the beginning to, to the end is kind of what I felt like with him. And um, I started taking him on lunchtime walks pretty quickly after I got here. And um, he always was... Uh, an example of the unconditional for me. Pretty early on, I started acting out my karma with him around, <clears throat> do you like me or not? 
And it's really good to find out the dog and the person to a human. <laughs> to know that he like everybody else better and I go to I try to go take him for a walk and he would be in the yard and sometimes he'd just look at me. And I would there were times where I was taking that personally. And I remember one time I did that and I walked out. I was like, I know this is my car, I know that can't be personal, you know, but I'm just He's a dog. He's a dog. And I went back and I was like, I'm just gonna go back. Well, I'll invite him again, you know. And he came out, and we went for a walk, and we came back, and we sat down, actually sat down right near where he's buried, and um, we just we just sat down together, and I was talking to him about what had happened and all that, and he just looked at me, and I put my face right by his face, and he just gave me a big look. Mm-hmm. It was just fine. Nothing personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that just always was the case, you know, like I could be running around the property, going from the office to the, and I just look at them, that, that book with the arms crossed and that's the best. It just, it was pretty sure that wasn't going on for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just that message like, it's okay, you know, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Calm down. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. You can do that. He could say that when you met him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I first started coming in 2009, so I did get to see a little bit of the early, earlier times. Um, and then the other fun thing was the, the walks, and yeah, he just kind of had his own thing going with that. And there was a progression of he used to walk more with me, and he would walk less. And then there was this stage where I would go for a walk, and he'd walk partway, like, you know, say we were going down the upper road here, and maybe I was going down to, like, double O or something. He'd stop at, like, the new hermitages or something, and just sit down, <laughs> and I'd go and do whatever I was taking care of, and he would just sit there, and he'd wait for me. <laughs> and so, I mean, it could be a half hour if I was cleaning the hermitage or something like that. And just this cute, like, on his mind. If you need me. You know, I turned around and had all my stuff, and he'd just look at me, and he'd, he'd always do this thing. He's like, Wah. And he's like, all right, here we go. And we'd go back up to the up to the main building. I mean, just that, like, mm. I'm right here, you know. Um, you know, it's just really, really beautiful about the whole thing. And, the, um, the ending was really beautiful too. I was so grateful that I was here. I mean, I just came in and was woken up really early and, oh my gosh, I would never wish that seizures on anybody. That must be, I can't imagine how miserable that is. And, I don't know, it was helpful for me to go through that whole process with him. Because I imagine on some level there's so much denial, and I still have, I have that thing too, where he's just going to come around the corner, and I'll be sitting on that porch tomorrow. I just got to tell you, it's not been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. You just expect to see him somewhere. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to, to hold him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I've, I've never been given a gift like that in death before. And given my experience with the death and dying email class, I have so much stuff I had no idea was in there. Just like, I don't want to look at this at all, kind of thing. And I've probably had anybody close to me die. And um, to physically be able to go to, to have the privilege to say goodbye to somebody is one thing, but to actually be there 
I mean, it's amazing when we were just talking about healthcare and the resistance to, to doing what we, the kindness of giving animals. I mean, it just seems like this culture, especially, I mean, it's the thing, right? We're all going to die. And there's almost like no conversation about it, mm-hmm. no acceptance of that, no talking about it, no guiding one another through that. So it's like, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, to have my hand on him, feeling that, that breathing, and to have my hand on there, with, you know, try to take that last breath, and then to have my hand on there when there was no more breathing, that was, um, I, I could feel it, like, I don't know how to describe it, sobering, stunning, brought me right here, like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> this is serious, it's, it's big, it's real, yeah, and this is true for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's serious, it's real. Not 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 necessarily pache, but just life, death. Mm-hmm. That that's it. That's the only thing separating us, at least in the physical form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it was like, wow. I mean, you could live in that all the time. You'd probably stop messing around with those voices in your head. Mm-hmm. You know. So that that was amazing, and and to be able to to dig his grave and. Um, to have somebody walk us through what they were going to do, and it was perfect practice to have some time to be with him individually, but to be there as a community with him. Mm-hmm. It, it would have been missing not to have one or the other, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and even to bury him. I mean, mm-hmm. how helpful I imagine for my own grief process to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as far as I could tell, I mean, life just offered him to us all. From beginning to the end, it was just a massive gift. Mm-hmm. And that transformation, I mean, I, when I was crying, it was interesting. What kept coming up is my memories of me with him. It was like, we're talking about his transformation, but I could see my transformation through the four years, you know, all those times I'd been with him, the having him stay the night and land before talking to him about all the things that are bothering me. <laughs> you know? And just what's gone on for me, you know, I could just see that he he's the Bodhisattva, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then just the, the support, again, to the guidance to have that, to be present to the dying process. Wow, I mean, that's life-changing. Yeah. So... Right. Every time I go by, no. Thank you. I'm really sorry that Rebecca wasn't here. It's just heartbreaking. And uh, I think it's going to be really difficult for her. You know, that you can't. How can it be? Right. It's really really hard to take it in. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also think, did he plan this when she wasn't here so that I don't know yeah I don't know about that but I was just that the timing of when he went when it was us Mm -hmm. you know we didn't have a big retreat going on Mm -hmm. we didn't have a whole lot of folks here it it just seemed so incredibly perfect Mm -hmm. you know just a really quiet slow time that we could just all just really be mm-hmm. present and I just thought, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah. On top of just having it be so quick. 
Well, and we're just so lucky that um, when this happens, there are people who can help. Uh, and when Connie travels yeah. all the time, she had just gotten home. Mm-hmm. Say so when Connie travels all the time, she had just gotten just home. Just gotten home. Back there, when I called her in that morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking about the people at the vets, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. where we can they are good. just yeah. uh, take him there and yeah. and uh, they'll help and they respect your wishes yeah. and don't try to, yeah. you know, talk you into doing something you don't want to do or yeah. make you feel bad because you don't want to do yeah. what they might think you ought to do yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah, Connie is just a, uh, such a gift. You know, I, I never, I almost never have Pache in my house at night. And um, it goes lost through nights. He was with me just because of what, like one circumstance after another. Right. And so when I realized he was going to be with me, I'm, I'm staying in double O because I've been on fire retreat and I wanted to really be in a hermitage. So I was like, hmm, already. Me and Sadie in double O, right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, we're going to move back then. And I realized, well, let's just try it. Let's just see. So we brought his bed down. And it was, I mean, I have the recordings from those nights. One of the coziest, most fun things ever. It's like a slumber party. I mean, we just, we all just had to get in our beds. That's <laughs> all there was space for. And they would switch beds. <laughs> switch beds. And so just be in bed and they're all breathing and Pache snoring. <laughs> he snored so loud. It was just so cozy. You know, just so, uh, so And they get up and switch beds just well and, and I said, I'm saying the recorder, I'm like, I'm talking to them too. I'm like <laughs> Pache had taken Sadie's bed. And Sadie was all curled up in Pache's bed. His bed was much smaller than hers. <laughs> And then Sadie starts to lie in your bed, and I'm talking to the front side. Can't you see that I've been in your bed much better than you, and you've been in my bed much? And I, I actually had all the email written in my head for Rebecca and I to switch beds. She can have, but Sadie's bed because Pache can stretch out in there, whereas her, you know, the normal thing. Um, but I just, yeah. The other thing that came up as we were, as everyone was talking, was how he would bump, <laughs> just as the just come, like, if Rebecca were walking him home at night, his way of coming to say goodnight, if you were in the archway, he'd just come bump up against you. <laughs> goodnight. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing everyone says, like, even just tonight, I'm walking out with food, and I'm you know, I'm holding one thing of food. I know I'm just feeding Sadie. And Francis comes along, and I think, watch out, here comes Pache. Hmm. And I'm holding, you know, I know I'm only feeding one dog, but it's just, it's yeah, there. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while. I want to roll over um, one of the many trees that came down way before all these storms had those beautiful mounds. We put one in the garden as a bench. I'd love to roll one over next to his grave once we got his grave all oh, uh-huh. It would be such a beautiful place to sit. Mm-hmm. We just get to be here. And are you going to put the two by sixes around the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then bury the... Yeah. It turned out, I mean, I don't... It wasn't as deep as 
I guess they say you're supposed to, but it felt pretty deep to me. It felt like he, you know, he's well buried. So. Mm-hmm. And right now we've got it covered with like rocks and all kinds of plywood, and you couldn't get in there for anything. Good. Yeah, because that would that would be too far beyond upsetting. Oh yeah. 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 I think he's already been on quite a lovely journey. Quite a what? Lovely journey. Mm. Mm-hmm. If the next one is any lovelier. <laughs> oh, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to him about that. You know, don't just focus on looks. Okay? Because, you know, I mean, that's important, but spend some time. Getting a good setup. Because that's, you know, even if your parents don't look like they're going to, you know, produce the quality that you had in this lifetime, that's fine. If it looks like a good setup, you might want to think about going for that. So. I do think he was one of the most handsome dogs oh, I have yeah. ever seen in my life. Absolutely. In fact, this is terrible to say. I probably said it all to you because I have no secrets from any of you. Um, I one of the, my great regrets was neutering him oh. because I thought, you know, it's a shame that those genes <laughs> don't go anywhere. Truly. Yeah, I mean, he it, it was show dog material. Really, truly. We're gonna say more. Well. Uh, I, I said this once in here years ago because it happened years ago. Um, I was, it was summertime and I had the, the, the double doors to my deck open and I was doing yoga and stretching on the floor. Um, and my, my head was to the door. And I was just, I was pretty near the end, and I was just kind of relaxing. I heard this little teeny tiny sound that hardly knew that it was a sound, but it caused maybe it was a feeling, I don't know. But I'm on the floor, and I look back, and <laughs> <laughs> I right here. <laughs> Right into his mouth. <laughs> so I want to thank you all for making him such a gentle dog. <laughs> uh, I had a a startled moment, but as soon as I realized it was Pache, I, I just got up and I, I probably I don't know what right I back down. Probably did. There was a lot of that going on in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that was when he would walk up to London with some frequency. I don't remember when or how long that went on. Uh, yeah, he just came by to say hi. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know the door's open? <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting a call from a neighbor. And he said, way up on Raccoon, uh, where was that? Uh, Pond. Way up on uh, yeah. Dilts. 
And he said, do you know anything about this big dog? <laughs> and uh, it was during his traveling days, and so I was sure which dog it was. And so I went up and picked him up, and he said, now, if this dog ever shows up on my property again, you know, and we'd have people, I think, threaten to hurt him because he'd gone after cows and stuff. He said, I'd keep it him because he's the most handsome dog I ever saw. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I think he would have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, was, wow. he said he's a beautiful dog. Oh, he's, yeah. yeah, just a stunner. Yeah, he was. Huh. Just one more thing as people are talking about kind of connecting back to what Square was saying that I was saying to the folks at the vet, they all loved him. You know, they all, I mean, I hadn't talked with, I'd mostly talked directly with the doctor and each time I called to set something up or whatever, you know, hi, this is Renee, Andrew's camp I said, hi, it's Jen Klein from the vet center. Hi, Jen. You know, I mean, they just were all, oh, so sad. Um, but I was saying to them, you know, he did not know he was a German Shepherd. He just, and that was the coolest thing about him, is that he's like this big, like, potentially scary dog, and the most gentle, <laughs> I mean, remember, when he got here, Rhea and Sadie were both here, and Rhea was already, we all knew, I mean, Rhea was queen, uh, she was in charge, right? <laughs> and then, but now, and here comes, like, it's so funny, here comes this huge German shepherd, and this, you know, 60-pound lab, and this 30-pound beagle, and it's like, she's totally in charge. She's in the middle, and he is the total. What are we going to say? <laughs> and so he had that doofus quality that Scoy was talking about. You could tell that guy was sharp. He just was so there, mm-hmm. so intelligent, you know? You just could tell that he was, he was clued in, I don't know how to say it, but you just... I don't know to what mattered to him or something, but just so clearly, just really intelligent, and I love that about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rumor has it they are about the most intelligent of the oh, of the dog really? world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he did not. He stopped chasing the cats. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the other day, Francis wouldn't even run. Wow. Yeah, so Francis would be on the stoop, and he's ready. He's always ready to go if he needs to. But, you know, he and Ponte are just kind of like, Pachi's deciding, am I going to chase? And Francis is like, I'm going to go. And they're just kind of, I mean, but they're nose to nose. <laughs> so funny. Did he chase cats kind of up to the end? I would say up to what? He would yeah. chase Francis up to like even a year ago, maybe? Feels like that to me. I don't know what other people think. No idea. Yeah. Because you know when uh, Rhea arrived, <laughs> you know. I wasn't here, but I remember. Yeah. Dave said about that, attaching her to the. Yeah. To the he said, "I'm sorry, but she'll never stop chasing animals." I said, "Yes, she will." Yeah. She did. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised that people let Pache get away with that because. No, he didn't really get it. I mean, he, he would get some stern, but he had to be watched. It seemed like it was more of a, a really big interest. I mean, there was a point when he was just like, you know, he'd go for it. And then it became like, energetically he was going for it, but he wasn't actually going for it. 
but he uh, he he retained a very strong interest, very strong interest in feeling how how fast they can move. Really, and yeah, yeah, you got to keep an eye on them, you know, because you never know what they might do, and and yeah, he just yeah, I I hadn't seen him really run off all out run like he did in the beginning, like. <laughs> just on that Francis that was actually one of my favorite things in their relationship and um, I just I projected just a, such a deep curiosity mm-hmm. like I never had a thought he was going to hurt Francis mm-hmm. or even I mean I, would, I mean it didn't even really seem especially the last year that Francis was even afraid of him it was almost like more recently, it's sort of like, oh, okay, this is how, I'm, you're going to come up, and I, I'm going to run. You're a dog, I'm a cat. Totally. <laughs> it was almost like a half-hearted run. It was almost like, you're going to annoy me, so I might as well leave. Uh-huh. You know, you're going to come put your nose right up in my face. <laughs> but I have a couple of pictures of them just like touching noses. I mean, just like the sweetest. And when you're talking about the gentleness, I, can't, I think you might have said that recently, that he was the gentlest of gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, and he really was mm-hmm. just such a yeah, such a sweetheart. And I loved what see, like Sadie always was way more around wanting to okay, come on. And Sadie would do like the circles <laughs> and try to like on Pache and Pache would like I don't know. It's funny he didn't know what to do with that. Okay, okay. <laughs> but occasionally he would do something like. That for her, and she would just yeah, and like you know, out, and there was just that calming presence. I mean, I think that's what I'm feeling. I miss that on the porch, mm-hmm. you know, just solid, solid, not asking for anything, mm-hmm. um, and just how much he lo- he seemed to love people. You know, it's like as long as people are around, he was totally fine. Mm-hmm. If there weren't, then he was going to go find somebody. He was going to wander off someplace, you know, legally now. Do anything interesting you know, in the neighborhood. You know. <laughs> and like when we would have retreats and things like that, he'd just go up to each person, you know, running around so and Sadie too, but just going up to each person and just protected. He loved that mm-hmm. protection, but he loved that community, mm-hmm. loved people. He wasn't, didn't seem like somebody who wanted to just be off on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love that about him. Thanks for the opportunity to mm-hmm. talk about him. I'm just thinking as we're as we're talking and listening, and I'm thinking about you know other animals, how important animals are in helping us to be human. Mm-hmm. 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 Be better humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's such a good point. I mean, uh, I mean, there's so much conversation about. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's more so in this country, but it seems to be the way people talk about it. But the way people are with their animals, and that that they people are with their animals in a way that they are not with other humans. Mm-hmm. And so more human in relationship with animals than with one another. Mm-hmm. One of my very favorite stories, I, I've told this before, but one of my very favorite stories about that is 
there, I was at a motel one night and there was a TV. <laughs> and uh, so I was watching this show called Animal Planet. Something like that. Anyway, it was about um, people in prisons who raise guide dogs. And mm. there are certain prisoners who are selected to raise guide dogs. Good boy. Mm. And, um, and it's wonderful for them, you know. And they keep them in their rooms and stuff. And so this woman prisoner was saying, so one night I sat, she had this black lab, she said, one night I sat down and I told him every rotten thing I'd ever done, and all I did was lick my face. Oh. So I thought, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Because, mm. huh. you know, the dog is like, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it Norway or one of those? those countries um, where it's part of their prison system hmm. that they the, the prisoners live on organic farms um, and they raise animals they, they take care of animals and it's all for they grow produce uh, and donate it to wherever and they take care of the animals and that's an active part of their rehabilitation it would be, wouldn't it? Oh, can oh, you imagine? Duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, what, it's watching that show and what that those, these animals did for the prisoners, you know, because they move them right in their room. Yeah. And it's it's beautiful. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> I heard something already the other day about. Uh, um, this woman who was who had gotten really old, I think she was 91, and uh, it was uh, it was her son talking about what an optimist she was. I think yeah, she had died, but um, no, no, she's still alive. She's right, she's still alive. But anybody said and. Um, you know, she she can't walk without a walker, and she said shoulder surgery and uh, hip replacement, and there are all these things she can't eat, and she's you know, doesn't she has trouble doing this and that, and and um, and. and Let's see, um, I'm getting the story a little confused. But, um, so I was talking, I was talking to her about that. And the the, the son is saying this? Yeah, I was talking to her about all these, all these things. And, and she said, yeah, she says, I recommend it. Being 91. Yeah, and just having all these things. But I recommend it. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's still worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, the, the connection between having animals in places, in assisted, assisted living places, and, and convalescent hospitals, and um, all of those kinds of places, the healing power of creatures. Hmm. 
You know, it's funny because along those lines, the last, I don't know, period of time where I kept, I think to myself, I mean, we have a 14 year old German Trevor, you know, let alone a lot, but he's a hundred pounds, you know. And I just would think, God, I wonder if he's just here for her. He would. He's just here for her. He's, mm. st- he's sticking around, mm. you know, for her. I don't know. But I just, that often would actually go through for me, just in terms of that. Mm. Just the service of, you know, being here mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things that, um, I mean, when it first happened, um, I think, I think maybe he had a seizure during the night, or during the wee hour in the morning, and I hadn't realized it because there was no sound um, related to the seizure itself. But then, now that I saw the sequence of it, I realized what was happening afterwards was the panting, and that's what was yeah. Um, but blessedly, that happened, um, it only happened once, so he was able to walk and get to the building. Oh, he got himself to you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I, the only reason, actually, is I just, I couldn't, I thought he'd thrown up all over the place, which I later realized it was just his school or whatever, but, um, but so I was like, okay, do you need to go out? What's going on, buddy? So we all walked outside. And um, and so I decided, well, let's just walk and let's just see what's going on with you, you know. And he sort of walked off the path a little bit and then walked back on the path and I thought, this is fine. And so we got up to the building and, you know, I don't have light, oops, bright light down there. So it wasn't until we were in the archway that I saw he was just foaming, foaming, foaming. So that's when I realized, oh, wow, okay, I immediately realized. It was, inter- that was another interesting thing to watch, where awareness just knows, this is an emergency, pick up the phone, you know, now or, um, but anyway, why did I start saying that? Um, oh, so then he had seizure, how did I was on the phone with Ashwini, and so I, that's when she was calling me, so I just, I was just with them, and I didn't realize exactly what was, I knew he was having a seizure, but I really thought we were just losing him right there. And it was just, what came out of me was just, it's okay, it's okay to go, you're okay, thank you, thank you. Just so, that was for me one of the things throughout wanting him to know, like, it is okay to go. It is take care of you. Exactly. You have given us so much. And we are we're right here and we're ready and that was just the thing that um, I was just so grateful for that. In that moment, just like, wow, this is this is what I've been trained for, is to be able to be present in this moment. And I was just so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. To just be able to be there with him. And then when that stopped, and the next thing happened, and the next, I mean, just, you know, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Did you have a memorial service?
Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. I'm, uh, one, 